0: You're listening to the Mildly Controversial Podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share. If you enjoy this, share it with your friends. If you don't like it, share it with people you hate. Should we start then? Yeah. Should we pretend like we're not just having a normal conversation like we're already... Anyway. Oh, this is how we start the mini-pod, by the way. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I just start talking and then go, oh, okay. oh fuck it was
1: fuck It was like some rules or no. fanfare.
0: No. No, 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 just start talking. Anyway, hello everyone and welcome to this week's weekend mini-pod. Um you may notice um from the voice you just heard or the person you can see, that uh, this one's a little bit different because Baz isn't involved in this one. Um I've not sacked him yet. Um was yet, but what um you probably know um, if you follow him on Facebook that he's just moved house. So I've given him the weekend off to unpack boxes um and do important things and be uh, be present for Liz. Because, um, we'll come on to this later, but we, uh, I stayed at his house on Wednesday night um, and I had to get out of bed, the city, um by eight o'clock in the morning because the removal guys had come. Plenty. Um, so I had to get out of the way. So that's how uh, thats how close I was to uh, to the removals. Um, but yeah, Baz went to work then and oh. um, the removal guys and Liz did everything uh, in his absence. So if he starts banging on about what you know, what an effort has been moving and things like that on Facebook, don't believe him. He's been at work. He just went out of one house, went to work, and a couple of days later went back to a brand new house. I say brand new. It's like the sixteenth. It's a sixteenth-century thatch cottage. That's beautiful. It is. It is beautiful. If you haven't seen it, go and uh, go and see Baz Wright on mm-hmm. uh, on Facebook. Go and have a look at his new house. Um, we did a bit of this when we did the. Um, when we did the one in the 16th century pub, oh yeah. Um, so yeah, basically, Baz, is, um, Baz said he did have time to join me uh, today, but he was struggling with his internet. And he, his house is from the 16th century, so his house is not just pre, you know, not just pre-internet. His house is, as I said on the one that we did from the 400-year-old pub, um, his house is pre-presidents of the United States. <laughs>
1: Hear
0: what she had said last night. What it's the same age as Baz. <laughs> <laughs> he did say that, didn't he? Yeah, that's uh, that's a very good point. So, um, Shay uh, is my thirteen-year-old uh, son. Our our thirteen-year-old <laughs> son, and uh, so I'm used to it being Baz. It's not being Baz, is it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, Shay's our thirteen-year-old son who um, who has has quite a sharp wit and. Um, and is one of our best and most active listeners to the podcast, so he's well aware of how much I take the piss out of how much Baz, how much older than me Baz is, um, even if he has only seven and a half years. Uh, but yeah, um, Shay's decided that uh, Baz has moved into a house that he was involved in building in the uh, in the, <laughs> 16- that's where he after in the 16th century. in the sixteenth century, yeah, exactly. I might move that a little bit closer to your face. Okay, I know you've got a very powerful voice. Blooming. Booming, powerful voice. Like, like, just me, you know, like Brad, I should probably do that. She I? Say okay. I've
1: given a little clue there.
0: And yeah, you yeah. Have in you your you're, you're, you're the baby mama. That's all. That's all. That's the only clue you've given so far. <laughs> <laughs> and I like, Whoa, that's such a revolting phrase, isn't it? Anyway, um, yeah. So clearly, I have um, temporarily replaced Baz as host of the MiniPod for this weekend, and um, when considering who to uh, hmm. replace him with. Um, I wanted to get somebody in who I love even more than Baz and and that is why I selected you. It is not because you were the closest adult human to me mm-hmm. when I was looking literally looking around for a co-host not. today. Especially selected so person. yeah, so I think uh, I think what we should do um regular listeners to the podcast will have met you uh, because um Baz and I did an episode where it was kind of who knows you best your podcast co-host or your wife um and we'll no no spoilers we won't tell you what the uh what the answer to that question is Um but yeah if you want to listen to that or watch that then uh you know go back into the uh into the depths and you will be able to find that one so uh for those that don't know who uh who my wife is this is emma Hello. um Emma is Irish, which is why we live in Ireland. Uh, because Emma, three year and a half years ago, we made the decision to come back to Emma's childhood home, um, that of Donegal in Ireland. Um, but you will notice um, that she doesn't sound like she's Irish. No, nope. uh, the reason for that is that you moved back. You moved to England. Said I said back to you moved to England when you were three, two, three, two, <laughs> <so> 2 <laughs> three. Yeah, um, so for three months. <laughs> oh, you, know, you moved for three months. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and uh, and stayed that you you moved there for three months and stayed for forty years,
1: yeah, mostly.
0: It's <laughs> pretty much forty years. So careful if I come round your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't invite Emma to stay over because she'll never leave. Um. So yeah, that, that explains why she has a different accent, and her accent is not Irish. Her, her accent is uh, for those who are outside of the UK. Just a bit of a bit of an insight. Um, mm-hmm. The accent is from the northeast from newcastle sort of area isn't it yeah yeah so um that is uh that is one of uh, it, it's it's so this sounds sound stupid but your accent forms quite a large part of our relationship and it always has done um simply because a i love the geordie accent yeah that's uh, what it's called isn't that's it? what it's called again uh, we're new but i I forget that we've got listeners from all around the world, so we constantly do have to kind of stay a very things. distinct Geordie accent um, yeah, it's good so she's got a Geordie accent uh, which is what the accent from uh, Newcastle is called mm-hmm. um and I've pretty much relentlessly taken the piss in a joking way in a in an uh, in an endearing way in a. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but
0: is it endearing too? <laughs> sh- sh- I'm going to keep talking so that you don't have the opportunity to disagree with the fact that it's endearing. But no, it is. It is a joke. It is a joke between you know. You've never really taken offence to it, and if you had, I wouldn't have. Uh, I wouldn't have carried on. But it is quite a funny thing that um, we do pick up on it because one of the things that we do, one of our favourite TV shows, um, is um, I'm Alan Partridge, which is from 20 odd years ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the characters there has a really broad Geordie accent, doesn't he? Yeah, and, and there are loads of lines in that show where um, Alan Partridge just doesn't understand. That's my dog. <laughs> the dogs are here as well, so uh, I'll introduce them. We've got uh, black and white as well. <laughs> yeah, so we've got um, we've got. I need to explain that as well. Newcastle playing black and white. That wasn't a racial thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah so we've got uh we've got melvin over there who's the white dog if you see him about and larry who's the black dog if you see him about um so yeah alan partridge takes the piss out of the uh the guy's geordie accent all the time one of my favorite lines is that alan partridge sits and listens to this geordie guy saying two or three sentences and then just goes that was just a noise and i have been known to say that to you on, on occasion yes yes <laughs> But you you reminded me of what happened yesterday uh, in regards to this with shake
1: Oh, the... <laughs> well, yeah. So you've been, as you said, taking the piss out of me. Although I think Melvin wants to go outside. Nice to hear me. Um, you've been That's taking piss can... out of me yeah. for 20-odd years, for the way that I speak. Which, by the way, is quite a soft version of a Geordie it's It is, it it is, is quite a very. very if, you, if you're a proper Geordie, I'm a plastic Geordie, if you're a proper one... They really are, can be quite hard to understand.
0: So yeah, this accent is a kind of mild Geordie yeah. accent, but it doesn't stop us. Um, pretty much as a family, um, just poking fun at it. We've well,
1: probably yeah, the ba- handed the baton on that's all. So you've been taking the piss out of me for twenty odd years for Correct. things that I did. I always knew there were certain things that sounded funny in a Geordie accent, certain words, mm. and but you really just like you do with everything, highlight and you never let me away with anything anyway. Never let me... You can't make a mistake or say the wrong thing or spell something wrong. Like, you are Mr. Detail. Yeah. I obviously am... Well, I'm not obviously, but I am... I can be quite naive when it comes to people taking the piss out of me. Don't realise. Just, hopefully, it is actually endearing
0: or... It is, definitely.
1: Embarrassing, you know. no, Anyway, is, so you realised nice, for ages nice that you were, like, just taking the piss
0: yeah.
1: out of me and my accent. And then, since then, it's been, like, a... What the one that you do the most that she's started doing as well is getting me to repeat things like when I say something and I don't realise, do you know what did you say? And I'll say it again like two or three times before what? I realise there's like belly laughing going no,
0: on. So what that, look, my experience of that is Emerald says something that sounds funny in a Geordie accent, and i was like, sorry, I didn't hear that. You yeah. should repeat it. Immediately followed by the words, fuck off. Well, now we're a bit more savvy. What happened
1: you we were in the car, me and she, and you used to do it all the time, but you've run out of, it's not as many words to do now, because obviously be, over time I've started to.
0: Call oh, no, 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 no. I need to create that. It does not get old. But <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've less I,
0: Yeah, I can't see a time when it is going to get old either.
1: So there's Coda Gold, there's Roller Coaster, there's Hokie Cookie. <laughs> 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 and so on
0: <laughs> See, I mean, it's 20 years right, and that's still funny but we were
1: in the car Shay and I coming back from school
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay.
1: <laughs> yes I do not put my left foot in or out when that song comes on um, Yeah, so Shay and I were in the car the other day coming back from school and he, the, the, where we live the local radio station plays a real mixture of random music but at school pick up time it happens to be country music which Shay absolutely hates so we're listening to the local country radio. She's like, ranting about like, did they sing about anything, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, a song comes on that I start to sing along to. And I said, come on, Shay, you must know this one. It's Achy Breaky Heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought he was going to fall out of the car laughing. And then she went, what did you say it was called? I said, Achy Breaky Heart. Of course, I'm driving. So I don't realise that he's like, like literally in himself like so much. I wasn't looking at him. I was eggy-breaky hot, and, and I'm, I couldn't remember who it was buying. Yeah, and then I just thought, you've morphed into your dad. Like, 20 years, and now it's my son's turn to just be... I am the thing the thing that you
0: all poke fun at in the house. I am genuinely so proud of that. I know you are. Back on. <laughs> I know it shouldn't be. Well, I gen- on, it no, but in a, in a serious way, I am really proud of because because uh, we have three kids, Um they are 25, 15, and 13. Um, do you know what? That's always a risk when I start that, that I'll get to one and go, oh, fuck, how old are they? But I got that, didn't I? 25, 25 13, and 12? No, 15. No, sorry. T- I, I said it right the first time. Yeah. My recap was wrong. So 25, <laughs> what? 25 15, and 13. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they are, all three of them are just brilliantly, like, great personalities, lovely people. Um, very independent and stuff. So there are loads of things that you and I have passed on um, to uh, to the kids uh, that we're proud of. And, and my son's sense of humour is is one of the things that uh, has has got for both of us. But it, it probably just like eighty the twenty.
1: When that film last night wasn't funny, you two were like pissing yourself.
0: Oh, I'm. A, I mean. Not funny. Um, if, if you want to send, uh, <laughs> if you want to send emails to, uh, to the show, yes, uh, to Hammer for saying that the Naked Gun with Leslie Nielsen and Pris- Priscilla Presley is not an incredibly funny movie. Um, if you want to put some comments uh, below this, or send an email to mildlypodcast at gmail dot com. The point is it. I, I I will I will forward I will print them out I and even. I will print them out and put them underneath my wife's nose uh, because frankly. She's talking nonsense.
1: We have a really similar sense of humor. We've, yeah. Like we find the same comedians generally funny. Yeah. We find the same things funny. We laugh at each other. Yeah, I even laugh at myself. But that part of your sense of humor, that kind of slapsticky, yeah, like he was doing backflips around the thing, and you two were like pissing me <laughs> What? No, well, Why funny. is that funny?
0: Well, it is slapstick. It's it's one of the oldest and purest forms of comedy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, admittedly, you don't get that, and I do, but. Yeah. Um, Um, but he does so well yeah i mean a bit of a bit of back info on that one is um um our daughter is is away at the moment we'll come on to that later Um but um me and my son emma does predominantly is predominantly the chef in the house uh but (laughs) yesterday um shay and i decided that we would cook dinner for emma um so we did Uh, and then after dinner we said we would um we'd watch a movie together as a family and instead of, you know, finding something new or or, or something that and I kind of secretively sent uh, Emma a, a message and I just said, look I know The Naked Good is not something you would want to watch but I know how much you love to listen to our boy laugh and I knew he would be laughing as much as he did. So, And it's also, I I just think, obviously, I I love the fact that he laughs at the same sort of things as I do, but I also love the fact that a 15, no, fucking hell, 13-year-old boy, see, look at me, do you know why that's happened? Because I was so proud of myself for remembering (laughs) the three (laughs) ages of my kids, and ever since then, I've (laughs) fucked it up every time. Um, So, no, I just think it's amazing that um, a 13-year-old boy can get as uh, get as much joy from a movie that was filled uh, as I do from a movie that was thirty five years old. Yeah, it's amazing. And when I saw that, you know, in the credits it said it's nineteen eighty eight. I was like, I literally went on my fingers. I was like, yeah, that's oh, that's twenty. And I was like, oh, that's twenty odd years ago. And I was like, well, it can't be twenty odd years ago because my eldest was born in ninety seven and she's mm-hmm. twenty five. So I was like, God, hell, it's thirty five years yeah. ago. And that's what I love about that is that um, movie, I don't watch many movies, but I love the fact that us um, having a similar sense of humour has enabled something that was created 35 years ago by a comic genius, by the way, um, has been able to bridge that generation gap. Do you know what I mean? That two people that far apart—I mean, he was born. You know, it had been out 20 odd years by the time Shea was even born. But he—he he and I. I've been able to appreciate it together. Yeah, no, it's, it's good, but like Partridge and Bowser, the funny things. Are. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. So, uh, we mentioned that uh, one of the kids, that, one of our kids, the 15-year-old, I paused them because she's very close to being 16, yeah. isn't she? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, the 15-year-old isn't with us. Do you want to talk us through where she is? Currently, either
1: at or on her way to a theme park in
0: the Netherlands. The Netherlands.
1: So, she has, so she's gone on like a school trip for four days to various different places like around Europe. So they're doing a border hopping thing. So they've been to Germany, been to Brussels, been to, and now today they've been to the Netherlands.
0: I thought Germany was last. Did you not? I thought it was Belgium, then Netherlands, then Germany. Where's and back. Cologne? Cologne is in Germany.
1: Oh, yeah, they've been there. Lovely. Yeah. Wow. Well. They went to Cathedral in Cologne. I, don't, I, I think, anyway, I don't know. She's away
0: I love They, they, they went. They went to. Uh, they went to a cathedral in Cologne. So the uh, the Catholic high school kind of <laughs> could justify <laughs> the trip. <laughs> we went somewhere religious. <laughs> now we're going to a to theme be fair, park today. To
1: be fair, they, they have packed in like every moment of the time is they've got some sort of activity also because it's quite expensive. Which um, and we've paid for it over about a year or something like that. But uh, but at the same time. When I saw the itinerary, I thought, oh, fair enough, actually. You know, they've really, they haven't, today they've got a full day at a theme park, which she is absolutely thrilled about. But they have done loads, like, they've, they've been out shopping at night. They did Brussels yeah. by night. They've yeah. done all sorts of stuff, like, really nice, like, educational, but fun as well. Yeah. Um, and there's 92 of them. Can you imagine taking 92 16 year olds anywhere? <laughs> but she's having a ball. So, yeah, I still
0: think. I, really I, can't, quiet imagine, I can't imagine taking two.
1: <laughs> Not on my own. I mean, she's out the house a lot these days. As teenagers are, but it feels like it feels funny for her to be in another country for sure. That's never happened to me before. That she's been in a country that I've not been in.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're much more uncomfortable. You're much more uncomfortable with things like that than I am Mm. normally. Um, I'm a lot more kind of chilled about um, uh, things like that. But yeah, even I, it does feel weird. Like, I mean, she went to. Remember she went on a trip to she went on a trip to the national ploughing championships. Oh, yeah. <laughs> True story. Um that is a thing in Ireland by the way. Um and it's a massive thing she absolutely it's like a loved muscle, it. festival is not really. Yeah, yeah, but it I mean it, it is literally yeah. um you know people compete in how mm. well they can plough. So mm. um but yeah she went to that and like you said because it was in the because it was in this country um and also I guess there's a little bit of If, you know, in the back of your mind, you know that if something goes wrong, you can just jump in the car and go, Mm -hmm. whereas if she really needed us now, we're like, there, you fucked.
1: (laughs) They did sauce. (laughs) They did did like a a pre-education thing or pre um, holiday thing. Sorry, holiday. Obviously, it's an
0: educational trip. It It is. But they had a good. I don't know. Oh, no, it's a weekend now, so it can be no, a holiday okay. now. Yeah,
1: oh, that's why the feedback today. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it, it, it wasn't a holiday yesterday. Right, it was. No. Uh, it was a, uh, an educational excursion. But it, it, look, it's Saturday now. But so.
1: they basically said, you know, like, uh, if, if anybody misbehaves, we'll be we getting your parents to come and pick you up. And you can see all the parents going. I'm not fucking going. <laughs> I don't
0: want to. On the off chance that my daughter um, listens to this, uh, if you misbehave, I'm not fucking coming to Germany. Do you know what I mean? They like can <laughs> deal with it. They can deal with it. We'll pick you up at the airport. Now, the teachers said I would like my mum to pick me up at the airport. And I thought, I don't think she'd. I've gone off. I do no. She, If she got into proper trouble, mm-hmm. I'd go as far as to. Um, so she's scheduled to land at Dublin airport and get her bus for three hours uh, back home. Um, and if she got into proper trouble, I'd go that far. I'd drive to the airport just to because me- that make that makes a point without making a point. You wouldn't have to say a word, would you? If you picked her up and put her in the car and didn't say a word for three when you hours. Me from London that time. Oh, that's a great story. <laughs> Thanks for giving me that one. Oh, 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 they all feel like this. Thanks for giving me that one, Emma. So. <laughs> Um, I've just realised, you know, this is supposed to be the Saturday Mini Pod, but do you know what I'm <laughs> going to call this? I'm not going to call it a Mini Pod because we've got loads of stuff to fit in. And I'm time. having a great time, <laughs> yeah. So I think, well, I think I'm going to re, I'm going to rebrand this um, as uh, the bonus podcast okay. because this isn't going to be a Mini Pod because uh, I don't want to edit this down uh, to like 15, 20 minutes, which is what they're supposed to be. Anyway, welcome to a new bonus episode <laughs> of, the, uh, the, of the mildly controversial podcast. So, um, I'll tee it up, and then you can tell the story. This
1: will be interesting because this is a long time ago, and obviously, it is a lot time. Come about to us, it might be different.
0: Okay, so
1: I'll tell you what you tell you tell the story, and then I'll I'll give my okay myself. so it was just before our wedding, yeah. So 2004, and I had, um, and I was 27. And you uh, were 29, so that's going to give you some context of like, age and stuff. Anyway, I really, really, really wanted these particular shoes for the wedding, and I had them made. We, I didn't spend a fortune on anything really for our wedding. Obviously, at that age, I didn't have a lot of money. So, But I really, really wanted to put this particular pair of shoes, and it was like one big expense that I was prepared to make, and I had them made in London, which was only place we lived in Manchester. So, talking like two or three hours on a train
0: kind of distance, yeah? The whole handmade shoe thing's in. That's new news. You didn't tell me that at the time. You didn't tell me about how expensive these shoes were. You said you were going to London to buy some shoes. Yeah. You didn't tell me the handmade on really expensive i just bought
1: them. I
0: don't know. Oh, uh, I th- I, 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 you said made. it was like a girly trip to London just yes. to go and buy shoes.
1: Anyway. Anyway, anyway this anyway, is new news. Selected. It's all
0: right. It's a, it's, it's, you couldn't
1: it's a, do online shopping back then, so maybe I did have to just go and pick them up, I suppose. I, don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, it's irrelevant. But I was in London, which is two or three hours away on a train. Um, we We flew. You did? We did. So myself and my friend Rachel um, decided to have a girly trip to London. Um, And we got on and we flew. And uh, the plan was to fly down. She had just had a baby as well. So she was like a first sort of overnight. We weren't overnight. First sort of trip away. And leaving the baby with her partner. So anyway, we went down. We flew down. um, Had a really, really lovely few hours in London. Picked up the shoes. went And then went for lunch. And had a bottle of wine. So, as you do. Obviously on a girly trip. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I don't drink anymore, but I used to drink then. And um, we probably had more than one. Would be. The,
0: I I, I can't imagine the word "probably" is at all necessary in that sentence.
1: Yeah, you know what it's like. Early trip, we had like nice food. Anyway, we had to get the bus of the, the like the, the Heathrow Express thing from yeah. the center of London out to the airport, and it's, it's like I don't know. Anyway, to cut a long story short, we were on the train to the airport very conscious of the fact that we were probably going to miss this flight we got carried away having food and drinks had a few too many bottles of glasses of wine we were proper and giggles or really enjoying ourselves got to the airport missed the plane now it was quite late it was like i don't know the eight o'clock flight back or something like that wasn't it um and you know when you think you know, oh like there's no there was no more flights until the next day they were like we can get you on the flight the next day the next morning we had no accommodation didn't have a lot of money um and she had a baby so she was like i absolutely have to yeah. get home i can't not get home for my baby i don't want to name her because yeah. anyway she's only a baby then she must be 20 now anyway so she was like um so you know when you think what can we
0: do what can we do, what can we do? you can name you could give her a first name no one's going to track her down from that <laughs> you've given your friends first name Olivia.
1: anyway so she's like i have to get back anyway so we didn't have any kids at home with us at the time and uh it was just before christmas i remember because because she... <laughs> i've come back to why i remember the fact that it was just before christmas and uh i'm the only thing i could think to do was to 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 see if you could pick us up
0: from london From London, and we lived in mantebite like, north four of Mont- hour drive away yeah and this Which I know we've got a lot of listeners in the States like four hours drive is nothing to them, but um, but yeah, and that's but it was about nobody eating. drives four hours in England, yeah. yeah. Me. It might
1: have been a bit earlier, I can't remember, but it was dark. So we're kicking you, know, you know, when someone says they'll do something, but they really don't want to do it, and so you arranged you, you found a bus that would get us from Heathrow out because you, you don't want to go. With, all the way around the M's, like it's hard to get to. So you're like, if you can get out of London and over to Oxford,
0: I'll pick you up for the That's the furthest north I could figure yeah. out to get you.
1: I just take it down the boat. Yeah. So you're like, I'll set off now. If you get this. So we tried, anyway, we managed to get this bus. So
0: instead of four hours, it was three and a half. Yeah. Something like that. But you could pick us up easy, easier. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to brand that easy. <laughs> easier than oh, God, you. yeah. I remember sitting
1: on the bus going, he's not very happy
0: i'm in so much trouble is it because when you said can you pick us up i was like yes i'll pick you up I think so. like that
1: i think you said have you pe- why did how did you miss your flight or something and i was like i don't know what I mean, i'm gonna think about it now i would have picked you up without being cross about it i
0: know but you're a nicer person than i oh, am
1: anyway we got there my friend's obviously in the back rachel jumping in the car and i was like hi and I, was, I don't know why I said hide the bags. I remember going hide the bags because we'd been shopping. So I can't
0: remember. Hide the bags of those handmade shoes yeah, that, that are really mean, expensive, that I haven't told them are handmade or really expensive. I, was, oh, I don't know, but I remember going hide oh, the I bags. Oh, you, would go for shoes. So I
1: got in the car. Rachel got in the back and she was like, hello. And you he just well, I think you grunted, maybe. Probably. Like, how can someone say across for that long? Like, it was driven down the whole way and was still pissed off. Pissed off that I had to
0: drive all that way.
1: And then turn and drive oh, obviously. Yeah. So in the car Seven hours in the car. I remember completely like, unnecessary. Didn't unless you know how talkative you are. Yeah. Didn't say a fucking word. <laughs> the whole way back up the car, up the road. But for like four hours.
0: And and not a word. But two things on that. One is like you said, you know how difficult that is for Yeah. And two that I don't remember the specifics, but that definitely would have been deliberate. There definitely would have been points in that journey where something's coming ahead, yeah. my head and I've thought... Do you know what I remember doing? Two things I remember. One
1: is oh, I remember reaching over to put my hand on your lap, like, you know, when your partner's driving you, are like, yeah. affectionate, which you quite like, you know, when, yeah. when people do that. Hopefully nobody would hide. No, 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 anyone. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, that little bit of I mean, affection yeah. is nice. Right? If, is you are, if you are listening <laughs> and you do meet me, just put your hand on my thigh. I quite like it. I went over at one point and sort of put my hand on your leg, and like it—it it was like putting your hand on an ice cube. Like the 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 response that I got from the aura of pissed offness. Uh, so I, I can—I remember just going, like taking my hand back. Anyway, we dropped Rachel off wherever we were dropping Rachel off, and she was like, "Bye." <laughs> got out of the car, went back into her house, and. Because I was like, do you know, what? will just sleep. I really, really did not want to ring you and ask you. I wasn't like, yeah, oh, yeah. sleeping at the airport and getting the flight flight yeah. the next day, but she just couldn't do it. Anyway, so you went, wait there. We'll go back to our house. We were living in that flat in Stretford. And you went, wait there. And I sat in the car like, it's so much trouble. And you said, I, 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 you can't come in yet. Do you remember this? No.
0: <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> um, uh, listeners and watchers, um, let's enjoy this story together because I don't remember this bit. <laughs> well, I suddenly realised why you were so pissed off.
1: So, you went into the flat and then you came back out and you went, you can come in now. I went, okay. And I got out of the car, opened the flat door and walked in and all the Christmas lights were up. Christmas uh, tree was and uh, I was like, keep music on. All the, like the flat was, there was our first Christmas in that flat, I think. It was all like beautifully decorated. <laughs> and you were like, this was what you were supposed to come home to. I think you'd cook dinner. Like, it was... Because <laughs> I said, Do you want? You were... I... You were... This right romantic thing that you had planned, I'd fucking
0: ruined. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, though? I don't remember that, right? But even I'm cringing at how bad you must have felt. Do
1: you know what I mean? Because we'd had a conversation. And this is why it was so romantic at the time. We'd had a conversation a few weeks before that. I think it was probably our first Christmas, maybe living together, possibly, or maybe second. But I said well, to we you really that really really I Christmas decorations up. I love them being up. I'm still the same yeah. now. I hate putting them up and yeah. I hate taking them down. So you had done that as a nice romantic thing for me. So that I, when I came home from my lovely trip to London with my friend, I was going to open the door with dinner on the table, a glass of wine and this lovely Christmas tree. All oh, decorated. And you'd have to turn all, turn it all off and drive to Moxford to pick me up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh yeah. So yeah, you deserve the quiet treatment now. Uh, most of the way through that story I was thinking, I'm coming out I'm coming across quite bad here. It was like, mm-hmm. It's really not that bad, is it? But now you've explained why you I fully justified that. I was fully justified in three and a half hours of pure silence.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: for the record, that was an agreement. It was a it was a it was a soft one, but it was an agreement. My wife. You just saying yeah. You agreed.
1: I did, yeah. I, felt, I did right. feel, I did feel bad. I did think you overreacted to to the whole situation. But when I saw the Christmas, like I was like, oh. But how did you say? How can you stay angry for that long about anything? I don't think it was
0: angry, just disappointed. disappointed. Oh God. <laughs> Which everybody knows is worse. There's was, nothing like... worse. There's I can deal with. Not by like I can. I mean, it's not like at 48. My parents are still going to get annoyed, angry, or whatever with me. Um, but when I was younger, um, I won't go into what I did wrong. But I did something wrong at school. They involved the school ringing my parents. Okay, um, it wasn't bad enough to get suspended or anything like that. But it was, it was, it was bad enough that yeah. school rang my mum. Uh, my mum was at work at the time, so I had this time of just stewing, knowing I was going to get into trouble, and my mum never. Definitely never physically punished Yeah. Um didn't it? I i can't even remember my mum ever. Right, <laughs> Um oh boys, the stuff tobacco. Um I'm forty eight and my mum is in her seventies and I don't ever remember hearing her even raise her voice. So when I was in trouble, it was the but I love my mum with all my heart, always have done, always will. And the disappointment was worse. Oh, yes. I would much rather get an absolute red-faced, furious bollocking than have my mum walk in and go, "No, just look at me in a certain way." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I get that. I get that. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's a, there's a story we didn't uh, we didn't have planned to uh, to say. I think you made me sit down and have the meal that
1: you've made and everything. What like, do you mean, made you? Know, lovely, up, lovely oh, you've know, like, a proper nice bottle of wine and everything. And, but I, I remember with, <laughs> with hindsight,
0: I should, probably should have put that away.
1: You'd had enough. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? We hadn't had that much. We weren't, like, steaming by any stretch. We just got, just you know, carried away. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we'd had a, we couldn't have driven or anything like that. Vale. But it was, um, yeah, we weren't, like, falling around or embarrassing ourselves. It was <laughs> just, like, we just totally lost track of time. And, uh, yeah, whoops. Oh, But I still fucking hate putting
0: Christmas decorations up. Oh, absolutely. What a shit job, right Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Um, anyway, total of London. <laughs> That's what I was going to do.
1: Well, I was just thinking about, you can't really judge me for having a few drinks in London, can you now? What did you do
0: this week? I went to London for a night out. I went to London for, I won't go into too much detail because Baz and I will talk about the night and things like that. But um, a friend of ours who we met through, uh, through TikTok, um, clara clara batten um you will know her from two previous podcasts that we did with her talking about her launching a book uh, which is out now via amazon it's called gin and phonics um she she invited us to the book launch mm-hmm. um and it's something that i was like that sounds like an amazing night a great opportunity to meet new people have a night in london go to the groucho club uh which we could say where it is now we weren't allowed to say where it was um, which is, uh, if you haven't heard of the Groucho Club, the Groucho Club in London is like the famous. It, it, it's a, a really famous private members club where all the rich and famous people mm-hmm. go. Um, so, so I thought it's too good an opportunity to miss. I'm um, sorry, like, it's it, it's one night in London. It's, it, it's. I, I managed to do it relatively inexpensively, but I thought, oh god, it's a lot of money. And mm-hmm. anyway, um, that was all paid ages ago, so it was just kind of a. a Okay, let's go. Um, so, yeah, to get to London from where I live, um, you dropped me in Derry. I got a bus from Derry to Belfast. So I got a tra- a plane from Belfast to Luton. Baz picked me up at Luton, took me to his house. We had dinner at his house. Then his wife took us from uh, his house to uh, the train station. We got a train from there to London, and we got the Underground from central of London to close by to uh to the groucher club, so that is definitely the most effort i've made to go on a night out. that was quite quick because I dropped you off at what time like eleven you dropped well the bus left Derry at eleven o'clock. What time did you get to the club at um uh, we got to the club at about half seven in the evening,
1: and considering you had dinner
0: and yeah, yeah was, we, nice. we were at, we were at baz's for about an hour and a half two hours it's not, bad going. It's, not it's not bad going but um but yeah, the, I, I'm pretty sure uh, in linking into that story, you said um, you you some way tried to relate what you did mm-hmm. to what I did. Um, I think you noticed i got myself home at the end of the day after. You, you picked me up from 20 minutes away. You didn't You didn't pick me up from three yeah, and a half no. hours away.
1: No, but I would have done. Oh, yeah, and I d- wouldn't have made to feel like shit about it either.
0: <laughs> we haven't even co- had this conversation for many, many years. You brought it up, and it, 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 it's on you. It is a good story, and is, uh, is, uh, So, yeah, that's one thing that I did this week was I went to London for a night out. Um, which I uh, there was a comment on uh, on Facebook uh, from a lady in Australia. Do apologise, I don't remember your name, uh, but she said um, she said, it's, "Do excuse my geography, but." Um, the UK is quite a small place, so would it not have been better just to drive? Uh, because she comes from Australia, yeah. she said well, we often drive like seven hours yeah. for for things, and um, and I could have driven, but I'm not sure how watertight the no. the, the windows are on our car because <laughs> we would have got very wet. Uh, because I live in Ireland, which uh, sounds like the word island, which it is, and it's not the island that um, that London is on. So yeah. Um, that's my facetious way of saying there is no way of driving from here to London other than getting on a boat. Um, And if you're going to get on a boat, you might as well get on a plane.
1: Absolutely. No, it was, it was, um, picked you up the next day and you were a little fragile
0: without a Fucking broken is the way I would feel. <laughs>
1: Having just come back from being fucking broken in Portugal as well. Oh, be-
0: people, people watching and listening to this are well aware of how broken I was after yeah. Portugal because I the so, barely speak last week.
1: So my, my husband, who had only just come back from being broken for a week in Portugal, briefly came home, repacked his bags, pissed off again to London. He came back again broken 24 yeah. hours later. Broke like...
0: myself again. Having just repaired myself, broke myself again. When well, I got back in the house at... Well, about quarter past four, um, and uh, for people who don't know, I'm a fitness instructor, so I do uh, spin classes and circuit classes and stuff. So I, I, I got in the house at quarter past four in the afternoon from an hour in London, still broken, and two hours later, I had to get on a spin bike and coach a spin class.
1: You've never heard anything like the puffing and puffing when you were upstairs getting ready? <laughs> Well to the point where eventually I are you are right well, <laughs> I do, thought you jerk yourself or something.
0: Do you know what that those were the noises involved in just staying alive. It's the like effort that, right that was now. just that was literally just staying alive and I knew that I had to an hour and a bit later uh go and coach a spin class but uh, but yeah I did it. it. it I did it. Yeah, it, it was it was really, really was worth it. We um uh, we were able to support a friend of ours uh, in her in the launch of her book um, we were able to meet a bunch of people who were in the book as well. So that was really interesting because yeah, I was cool. listening to the audio on the way home, and she was referencing people who I'd met that night. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we were able to meet other people off the internet who have agreed to be future guests on the podcast. Nice. So I'm not going to mention any names, um, but we have three, possibly four people who were there that night who uh, uh, do the internet like me and Baz do. And Clara, um, and they're going to come on the podcast, so we will be able to talk about that at a future episode. Cool.
1: I took a screenshot of you, and that your phone was at the Groucho Club, and I was literally looking at it while I was emptying the dishwasher. I was like, "My husband has a much more fun life than I have."
0: So, um, so that's my week. <laughs> um, is it like? Is there anything that this this mini pod, like I say, is no longer no, a mini no pod? Mini. But is there anything else that you've uh, you've done this week that you want to cover before we close?
1: Uh, do you know what it's been quite no offense to you it was quite nice to have just some time to myself like completely like you know kids at school you were away or whatever but then yeah just chilling and um I should tell you what it was funny I came I don't really I don't really scroll that much on the internet um too much I, I'm on there a lot but not really like scrolling through stuff but I did a little bit of scrolling this week and I came across um some funny stuff by uh that tall footballer but
0: Peter Crouch Peter Crouch bless him uh, you know called us so annoying. To, oh, to, to, to be honest um oh, we've got yeah you know, we we've got listeners from around the world so some people won't know about Peter Crouch Peter Crouch is uh, was a professional footballer uh, very very awkward looking um so much so that um when he was asked in an interview what would you be if you weren't a professional footballer his answer was a virgin, virgin. so um he's tall very skinny six or seven like right. very very thin uh real awkward looking player but a decent footballer yeah. but people he had to be so much better a footballer yeah. because people just looked at him and thought he's an oddball but friendly, play, played for england scored a bunch of goals for england played for liverpool all that kind of stuff so uh you know he was a decent footballer but now he's more famed for he's got a um he's got a a very very successful podcast
1: Yes, so I came across that, which I haven't really come across. He's
0: also married... That's not the successful one, but... Oh, is it not? No, oh, right. his oh, podcast is successful. Oh, no, it's not that that one's not successful, but that the the one with he and his wife is uh, kind of an offshoot. So he's,
1: well, he's married to Abby Clancy, who is uh, a model, beautiful, um, but, but also really funny. Like, I really like her. I've never really you know, come across her. She does TV stuff as well, some TV work as well. Anyway, it anyway, came across this, and it wasn't like the full podcast thing, it was just like, a bit of a reel, I suppose, yeah. on maybe Facebook or Instagram or something. And... um. I'll tell you the bit that me, this one, the particular bit that really made me laugh. She asked, they've got four kids, right? So this isn't just like a, I know, this isn't just like a, you know, a, not a real relationship. They're married yeah, and yeah, they've got yeah. four kids. They're very successful individually and together. Anyway, so she starts reading out this newspaper article that she's seen on mm. on a, uh, um, where he's allegedly said that, uh, I'm going to get the details of this one, but something like Liverpool getting to the Champions League final was better than the birth of his four kids. So she's like, I, I came across this news article where you said this, and she picked up my phone and she reads it out she went, Peter Crouch said, I risked the fury of wife Abby you by saying, and you could see him in, the, you know, it's obviously oh, a visual podcast, yeah. and you could see him going, she's like, did you say that? And he went, Loose, loosely. Loosely. I thought this was really funny. The bit that really made me laugh. And she said, He's, 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 he was a sub. She said, you were a sub or something? And he went, yeah, if I'd played in that game. And he started trying to defend himself by basically letting her know that he hadn't even played in the game. And she went, you weren't even a real player. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she actually watched that much of like the football. Yeah. She, Do you weren't even a real player when it was better than the birth of your four kids. Just went... Uh, so the whole thing just really really made me laugh but it also got me thinking about you always say that like for birth of the kids like wasn't your favourite day no, or
0: whatever no that's right I completely get that um, not that I you know not that I don't love my kids with all my heart I do um, but look I've said to you millions of times that uh, all these people who say oh, oh the best day of my life when I had kids it was like, <laughs> no no birth of my kids was the best day of life you know having kids is one of the most fulfilling and beautiful and amazing things you can ever do. Um, It's not for some people, um, but for me, I just, you know, um, it fills you with a load of love you never knew existed before, a pride that you you couldn't get otherwise, and things like that. So uh, for me, having kids is brilliant, um, but the actual birth of your kids, the day and the actual process of childbirth is definitely... Do you know what? I hate Liverpool Football Club, right? <laughs> I probably preferred Liverpool getting to the Champions League final than the birth of our kids. I wasn't a substitute. Risking
1: I- the fury of wife and what's
0: But do you know what? It's just like, I totally get that. You know, if I was a footballer, 100%, just even being at that and the team I play for getting to that is way, way better than childbirth because do you know what? I would rather go... I'd rather go to the shops than go through the childbirth thing again. And I know, look, I know that it's clearly worse for um, for um, the, the mother. And I was puzzling. Yeah, but do you know what? There's just... Childbirth, there's nothing good, nothing good, nothing beautiful, and nothing, like, heartwarming about childbirth. It's... I, I The whole way through, I just worried that something was going to go wrong, either with you or the baby. Um... There is a whole side of you that I saw that day, twice, <laughs> that I never want to see again. And I'll refer back to a phrase that's been used a lot, but it's it's like watching your favourite pub burn down. Um, and it's just there's nothing pretty, nothing beautiful, nothing about anything. You just I'm worried about you. I'm worried about the baby. Um, fucking shouted at for hours. Do you know what I mean? I I, I, I understand. Look, you yes, yes, you. Uh, uh, uh. blinky plonky music we had on. We had blinky plunky music <laughs> on, yeah. That I'd curated <laughs> and put a beautiful <laughs> playlist together off, until you perfect. went. Can <laughs> you turn the fucking music off? So that's kind of the thing, and you know what? So when I say I saw a different side of you, it was a you know, it was physically there were things I I I. I'm happy not to go back to remember. You'd rather watch Liverpool in the Champions League final, yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, you shouting at me like that. And also, I remember very clearly at one point you making noise. And you've got quite a deep voice for for a girl. But I remember very clearly. <laughs> I, I remember very clearly you making noises during childbirth that sounded like Brian Blessed. you telling me?
1: And you also about the <laughs> call it monster munch. Remember that? There you go. I don't remember <laughs> that, but hey, <laughs> I remember. I'll stand by it. We don't want to go. We could do a whole podcast on that. I'm sure people. But I remember that noise, the blind blessed noise, and I remember thinking, "Who the fuck is that? <laughs> like, somebody like totally like you know, there's no need. You know, there's no need." And then I remember like thinking, "Fucking us, mate." <laughs> <laughs> if you've never had a baby, you know exactly. You cannot. You literally cannot help the noise that you make. You can't. And I'm right um reserved in a lot of ways about you know like i'm not that expressive really but that that situation particularly with shay uh, the noise that you make it's just involuntary There's absolutely primal you you just cannot not like normally i'd be like trying to keep it in, you know to keep the noise down like you know you just can't it's absolute it's weird it's the weirdest thing that your body makes this noise that you're not and you have no control over it um so there's no mind over matter going on it's just matter yeah. and um so i remember i remember that and you, uh, that noise so when you told me about it later and put it down as the brian blessed i was like oh yeah i've heard that yeah, yeah, it <laughs> i thought it was somebody, somebody <laughs> <of a bit>. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so weird but yeah so that bit of that podcast between peter crout and Abercrans- abby clancy actually really made me laugh yeah. because i just thought i know exactly what he means and um there was just the way he tried to sort of go, uh, uh, loosely. <laughs> she was like, yeah, but did you say it? Yeah. But I say, yes, you're obviously not the only person. You're probably one of the only men who actually admits it, though.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not. I mean, everyone says, like, the, you know, uh, oh, the, the day your kids are born is the best day of your life. Um, having kids is something I regard as one of the best, the best things uh, I've ever done. Uh, mainly because I've done, I've done fuck all worthwhile yeah. apart from that but um but no it's it, having kids is beautiful and you know um but i mean like i said i don't even like babies i mean yeah, yeah. this isn't this is saying that at the time, yeah this isn't new news to you i don't even like babies it's yeah. like for the first six weeks they're just really selfish and it's just like you know Put food in there, I'm going to fire it back out, create an almighty no. mess that you're going to have to deal with, right? I'm not going to look at you, I'm not going to smile at you, I'm not going to give you anything back at all. Once they get to, you know, when they first smile, and and then they get older than that, you get the words, and you can play, and you can do... That's when I felt a real connection. But I it's just a gen- creative initiative from then on, yeah. Like it's, yeah. It's, and, it's too weird. And, and, and I genuinely didn't develop uh, a strong connection to my kids until at least six weeks old and i've sometimes phrased that as i didn't love my kids until they were six months old and six weeks six weeks up, six six years <laughs> No,
1: it's, yeah, I, I don't think I'm, that's true it makes you sound like a bit of a twat
0: well i am <laughs> um, but, six weeks <laughs> but yeah no, no no but it certainly wasn't that love that people speak about do you know what I mean? I, I was I was glad I had kids. I I genuinely don't think I loved my kids until they were at least six weeks old. And and, and I don't think that do You be- think that means you have to get. This is a bit of a philosophical question. Okay, now. let's go. Let's
1: go with it. Do you think that means to love somebody, you have to be able to get something back from them? Yeah, you can't love somebody without ever give them giving you something back. I think so. So, I, I, is, how come do you think people can love a baby?
0: Some people are wired bad. differently to me. Some people are wired differently. Do so <laughs> <it's, laughs> you know what? It's, it's not a bad thing, is it? Um, but no, I think I think just those people are. Because you get some people, and we've spoken about them on the podcast before, that some people are like the, the, the only thing, the only reason they were put on this earth was to have children and their entire life is consumed by their kids. And mm. I love my kids. I think they're amazing. But I don't have that thing. It's like everything in my life is geared around you know, make bringing this child up because um i think you can you can give a child too much attention and have them too much of the of the center of your universe mm-hmm. whereas i think what we've done is we've developed and we've uh you know we brought three very confident independent mm-hmm. um kind loving um you know generous kids by not swamping them and smothering them with overt love all the time. You know, it's like when our kids, when we were younger, you'd be in the park and someone's kid would fall over mm. and the mum would be running over. Oh my God, sweetie, oh my God. And the kid's gone, oh shit, there's something wrong. Yeah. and then It's goes, oh, where has he gone? You'll be all right. Come on, stand up. Come here, come here, let me look. Dust it down. Goes, yeah, you'll be fine. Crack on And Then go and play. Do you know what I mean? So I think that, anyway, that is, that is definitely for friend. Do you know what? Um, Put in the comments if you think I should get Emma back on and do another bonus episode. This happened because this is a substitute for the, mild, uh, the mini-pod that we normally put out on a Saturday. It's turned into something much bigger than a mini-pod. So, um, look, if you're enjoying this, let us know. Um, if you've got this far, you must be. <laughs> is that for comment- sick? <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. shit, never have her on again. But um, but yeah, if, you, if you are, then we'll either put it out as, uh, as bonus content or who knows, uh, we could even do a separate podcast imagine that i have Are so you,
1: many you, you, good you, you,
0: stories for you that I could spill like now that so, i started thinking about you, it, like you, oh. you looked deep into my soul when i suggested that and you were like i do not want to do a podcast <laughs> but um but no look listen uh, if you've enjoyed this stick some comments in there let us know um because we could do this again it doesn't have to replace the mini pod we could just throw in some bonus bonus content of uh, husband-wife stuff um so if you have enjoyed it then let us know if you haven't enjoyed it why the fuck are you still watching or listening because (laughs) we're a long way through this now so
1: i have to do a little shout out if that's all right
0: okay yeah i do as well thanks for the remark right
1: um so my shout out is to liz baz's ever suffering i'm sure wife who if you've ever moved house so i'm going to ask liz when i speak to her which one of which one of these situations either she's the most considerate woman on planet earth and she's moved house while he's gone to work, right. having had a night out with you the night before, which I think is a massive thing to move house on your own. Or he's a total pain in the arse. He would have only got in the way anyway and he's done her a favour by pissing off to work. Either way, uh massive shout out to Liz for moving house without bars helping. And now I suspect he's just supervising with a fag in one hand and a rum and go get the <laughs>
0: Jumping up and down in the fucking new garden. Oh, I think so. I think so. Um, and <laughs> we were going to finish the podcast there, but you brought up a very valid point because I, I agree. I, um, I uh, have to uh, give Liz a shout out for hey, letting me sleep on her sofa the night before. Yeah. Uh, she was so moving house. One. She's incredible. Um, and also for a moving house, um, without, uh, without Baz, uh, which brings me on to a story that I wasn't planning to say, okay. but um when we moved we uh we rented our house out um and then just before we moved to ireland uh we uh, we moved back into the house um and uh when we uh, emma said she didn't want to see the house as it was because she was like i don't want to see how they've left it because i'd been in and said it doesn't look great so emma said right you've got six weeks to make that house look incredible before we move back in uh so I worked tirelessly for six weeks to undo the mess that these people had made of our house. Um, and an indication of how bad it was, um, the shower cubicle in the ensuite suite was so beyond cleaning I had to rip it out and replace it. So take that and apply it to the Let's rest of the some house. Things as well. yep, um, yeah, the, uh, the house had fleas because uh, they weren't allowed pets. They said they didn't have pets. Uh, but the house had fleas because uh, when I was tearing out the kitchen, which was also beyond cleaning, uh, when I was taking out the kitchen to put a new one in, I found sachets of cat food in there. And do you remember that about three weeks after we moved back in, uh, a, a little postcard came through from the vet, uh, reminding them that their their cat's vaccinations were due. So. I sent that on to the letting agent who looked after the house, and I said, can you please tell no. our, our former tenants that the cat they don't have <laughs> is Jewish vaccination? We had a bit of a thing about the it. They wanted their deposit back. Really. Yeah. Because
1: obviously the house was wrecked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I didn't want to give them the deposit
0: back. Yeah, exactly. So the, the, there was all that conversation yeah, it about it. But, but yeah, the, to get rid of the flea, the, the house was so bad that to get rid of the fleas from the house, we had to get these kind of smoke bombs and mm. uh, put them around the house. And I remember I did that live on Facebook did you? because I was like, if something goes wrong and I die, at least somebody, <laughs> somebody- <laughs> at least somebody can uh, can alert the authorities and get me some help. Oh. Um, but yeah, oh. there was that. Um, so, and also as part of that, as part of me spending six weeks getting this house habitable for and or beautiful is what they the brief was. Um, I also moved everything back in and you literally went away with the kids for the weekend Mm -hmm. and came back and moved into another house. Mm -hmm. So when you're saying you give Liz a huge amount of credit for doing that, um, I'm going to take some as well because I did exactly the same thing for you. Anyway, before you can respond... um, Exactly. So you wouldn't have brought that up if you knew that I was going to get so much uh, kudos from that story. So there you go. Right. Before we finish, um, whenever we have a guest on the podcast, Mm -hmm. um, which you kind of count as... Um, whenever we have a guest on the podcast, we always, at the end of the podcast, we always give them the opportunity to um, to promote things that they've got going on uh, and things so, uh, be it their social media or they've got a book out like Clara did or a film out like Clara did um, um, or TV shows and things like that. So, um, I want to give you the opportunity to uh, promote a few of the things that you do. Okay. Uh, mainly because um, that's what we do with guests uh, but also because um i love you and i'd like to do that for you and thirdly because um i benefit from any money you make so <laughs> do you want to uh tell the uh tell the listeners and the viewers um what things you've got that they may benefit from and the services you provide that sure. may help them?
1: sure i don't have a book out and i don't have a tv show yet. so i'm just like <laughs> yes working on it Um, So, as you know, um, I run uh, a series of things that help people with their self-confidence, help people with uh, how they come across, whether it's in a business environment, whether it's in news, um, but particularly on social media, particularly around things like video content, um, maybe podcasting. um, So I have a couple of different things that I do that might be useful for your listeners, viewers. Um, The first one is... um, i suppose i'll do them in kind of ranking order the first one is like it's a facebook group. it's a monthly thing it's called the confidence club it's really cool um but it helps people with their general self-confidence so regardless of what you do for a living um it's it's ideas and strategies and tips to help with your general self-confidence how you show up in your daily daily life uh with your family your friends and just you know people the biggest thing that holds people back in their lives in my opinion is worrying about what other people think about the right yes. And um, so I'm a real advocate for not caring about that and how do I help people to do that? So the confidence club thing is a level. The next thing I do is a monthly thing, which is um, a monthly program, which is specifically around video content. So it could be lives, reels, um, Zoom calls, maybe for work. Maybe you've got a talk on a Zoom. So many people don't like putting yeah. their camera on. Yeah. And yet these days, it's, you know, with with since the lockdown and working for more, there's so much more comics. So many people have to have their videos on for work and things yeah. like that. It's so people know they're not messing about. Exactly. <laughs> I have a whole program where I help people with that. It could be that you want to come across better at work. It could be that you want to start doing video content. You want to be um, on social media, maybe Instagram reels, that kind of thing. So that is a monthly program where you actually, in a private Facebook group, with practice. And I give you this it's really good i got fantastic feedback from that um it's grown over the years i've been doing it about two years obviously social media has moved on video content has moved on so i've also moved on. it so that's a really cool program for people to get much more confident at showing up audibly and visually together um and getting really good and confident at that which is great for your work prospects as well you know to be able yeah. to say i can do this i can yeah. speak confidently which leads me nicely onto to the third thing so the third thing is and public speaking training—I suppose you would yep. call it—or um, um, which one-to-one, so it's not in a Facebook or anything like that. It's a one-to-one, generally on Zoom, so you don't need to be where we are. I don't need people in person necessarily. It's usually on Zoom, so it's global. So, in America or wherever you are in the world, you can actually do this. So that is a that is a four-weekly program or four calls. It could be over a series of however long you want it to be. Um, and it's one to one, and we specifically work on the things that you specifically need. So that tends to be a lot around uh, public speaking. Public speaking doesn't have to be standing on a stage. And you know, I have done that as you as I speak in public a lot. I've spoken on stages in front of 20 or 30 people, but also, like, I think 10,000 is the biggest one that I've done, like, in terms of speaking in public. But public speaking can be standing up at work and giving a presentation. Public speaking can be going to a job interview in front of three people and having to do, you know. So these are things that. The, terrify
0: people. Yeah. Or things like, you know, some people have to um do the speech at a wedding. Yeah. So it might be absolutely. best man, other of the bride, other of the bride or whatever like that. You know, there are times when people um are no, feel obliged to speak public, and it terrifies. It
1: does. I mean, people put it right up there, you know, things that they're, they're both scared of. Like, it's it's, it's the biggest thing that people can be, you know, afraid of is, is speaking yeah. publicly. Again, it goes back to, why? Because we're worried about what people are going to think. Yeah. And I know, and you probably know, I've got friends who've spoken at weddings. So it's almost ruined the first half of the wedding for them because they're so worried about standing up and speaking. And it's so cool to be able to just speak in any environment and it's such a cool skill to have so even if you don't actually ever do any public speaking to just be able to show up in your life more confidently being able to like you know might just be at a family party and someone says so what have you been up to and you're like oh you know people are listening to me people are watching me so that's why I started doing it really because so when I started to do speaking in what I do for a living there's so many people Every time I speak on stage, every time I speak in a public environment, people always come up to me and go, like, I love listening to you. I wish that I could speak like that. Yeah. When everybody can speak like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, everybody can. It comes from, it's not the content of what you say that I'm working on necessarily, although I help you with that too, the structure of it. It's just the presence.
0: Yeah.
1: Just yeah, the presence. No, yeah. why I'd love to help more people to do that. So.
0: One of the things I found as well that I think would help, it uh, uh, might not be seen as public speaking, mm. uh, when I was a manager in the corporate world, I found a lot of people would be in a meeting and scared to talk up in a meeting and things like that. So oh, even that, really, even that is the same thing.
1: And that's really, really common. And actually, particularly, um, it's one of the things that holds people back from moving on work, moving on. Even things like I helped a girl uh, it was the last month or the month before. She wanted to ask for a rises, and she so that might not be perceived as public speaking, but that's it, it is. You have to do a presentation, maybe. Yeah. If You're going to walk into your office, office and say, "I want more honey yeah. I want to be able to say that in a way that they're gonna be confident that you're, you know, that you that you deserve it. So you could be the best person in the office, but you know, if you you could be really, really good at what you do, you could be ten out of ten at what you do for a living. Yeah. But if your communication skills are two out of ten or three out of ten, where do people perceive you? They don't perceive you ten out of ten; they perceive you two or three out of ten because of how you communicate what you're able to do. Yeah. So I want to help people move their communication skills up to the level of their actual ability to do the thing that they're doing. So yeah, it's it's um it's cool, and I love doing it.
0: Brilliant. Right. So, um, thanks for, uh, thanks for listening or watching that, uh, that blatant advert from my <laughs> wife's, uh, wife's services. But I, I, I figure, you know, she's entertained the all for, uh, for an hour or so. I thought it was only fair for her to, uh, oh, to be given the, uh, the forum to be able to, uh, promote what she does. Um, and all of us are hugely proud of me. Um, uh, you are incredible. So uh, clearly I'm biased, but if you're looking for a testimonial, um, and it is incredible Uh, uh, giving people the inner confidence to be able to do pretty much anything in life anyway so um, if you do want to get in touch either either, uh, easiest way I guess is to uh, just if you send an email to mildlypodcast at gmail.com that'll get through to me and I can pass it on or you um, your Emma Sneddon on Facebook. People search for Emma Sneddon on Facebook. And they'll find you on there, right?
1: And, and any of the social media platforms have to, it's just my name. So if you put MS Sneddon in there, you'll find me and you can direct message me on there, man.
0: So exactly. um, I'm accessible. If you go onto uh, Facebook and search for Emma Sneddon, I'm the one that says, Married to Mike Sneddon. <laughs> that's, that's the one. That's me. <laughs> a, I think I'm writing this top in my profile picture. There you go. That's that's me. T- now, that is brilliant forward thinking, that is, <laughs> to... To make yourself recognize them in such a way. Anyway, um, I think we've kept these wonderful people long enough now. Yeah. So we're gonna sign off there. Thank you, Emma, for uh for replacing Baz on what was supposed to be a mini pod, um, which turned out to be a maxi pod. Um <laughs> but yeah, th- thank you so much. It's, uh I've really enjoyed it. I've um I ad- obviously I enjoy your company anyway. <laughs> uh but hopefully uh people at home watching and listening. Uh, we'll have enjoyed uh, we'll enjoyed having you on and yeah, seriously if you uh, if you want us to do more of this along a specific line uh, along a specific theme maybe uh, what it's like to live with me or um having kids or like parenting or anything like that um if you want more of it then let us know in the comment section and um like i say we'll either throw it in as bonus content or oh you know if there's enough interest we might even do uh, another type of podcast who knows (laughs) but anyway thank you darling for for being here i've uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed it um we have to finish now because i'm really hungry and uh, and i want you to make my breakfast i'm going to the gym. shit on that bombshell (laughs) we'll leave it there thanks everyone for listening thanks for watching um don't forget oh i nearly forgot don't forget if you would like to um help us with the running costs of this podcast you can go to uh, buymeacoffee.com slash MildlyPod just like Sue Warren did last week and she donated three drinks. Right. So um, mm-hmm. she's helped us and by donating three drinks she has covered um, the cost of hosting the podcast for uh, for a month. So massively appreciate that, Sue. Thank you very much. If you would like to contribute um, you can also do that by going to buymeacoffee.com slash MildlyPod. Um, if you can't spare the money on the money is tight for a lot of people um, if you can't spare that then please um, there are free ways that you can help support us um, commenting helps sharing helps and when I say sharing don't just pop it up on your Facebook literally send it to people you think would enjoy it and as I always say if you haven't enjoyed this then share it with people you hate thanks again for listening thanks for watching and we will see you next time thank you bye bye Mike Do you think anyone's still listening? I don't know. Probably not. If they are, where can they find us? Thanks for asking, Baz. That's a great question. The best way to find us is to go to the website at daddancer.co.uk forward slash podcast and the links to everything are there.